There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's Saturday the 16th of September. I'm Kira Revens and this was a week that saw winter funding for the NHS, rows over Chinese spies, Flan and Kim bonding over Donald Trump and Taylor Swift sweeping the boards at the VMAs. The Smart 7. Winter is coming, as they used to say on that TV show, and that means it's time for a round of immunisations. The NHS has started a programme of booster shots for COVID and flu vaccines in care homes in England as signs emerge of a new and more transmissible COVID strain. The new variant is called BA2.86, or Parola, and it's causing some concern, as Dr Susan Hopkins of the UK's Health Security Agency explained to BBC Breakfast. She says it's sensible to get vaccinated and be cautious. The vaccines are safe. They've been administered to hundreds of millions of people on repeated occasions and we're still saying that they're safe and for those people who are being asked to take a vaccine and this vaccine prevents you from requiring hospitalisation in the vast majority of cases. It was a bruising week for the NHS as a new survey shone a spotlight on sexual harassment in the surgical profession in what's been hailed as the Me Too moment in the operating theatre a news survey published by the British Journal of Surgery reported 11 instances of rape. It also found that almost a third of female surgeons say they had been sexually assaulted Assaulted, with similar numbers reporting unwanted physical advances or uninvited comments about their bodies. One surgeon, Judith, explained her experience. I was assisting a consultant on a case. I guess he'd got a bit sweaty, but turned round and just buried his head right into my breasts. And I realised he was wiping his brow on me. So I said, excuse me, do you want me to get you a towel? And he said, no, this is much more fun. Overall, 90% of female surgeons and 81% of males said they witnessed sexual misconduct at work in the past five years. And Tim Mitchell, president of the Royal College of Surgeons, says action will need to be taken. This report indicates that there's still a lot of work to be done. We have to ensure that surgery is a safe and welcoming place for everybody to work in. Wednesday saw Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and Health Secretary Steve Barclay hold a meeting at Downing Street with senior NHS management, including NHS England CEO Amanda Pritchard. The topic was forward planning for this winter with a new COVID variant causing concern already, but there was no representation for the Royal College of Nursing or from frontline doctors and health staff. Labour's shadow Health Secretary Wes Streeting was unimpressed by the whole affair. The Prime Minister, instead of having a photo op in Downing Street, he's got to get the doctors in knock some heads together and thrash out an agreement to avert strike action. Following the Downing Street Health Summit, Health Secretary Steve Barclay was flagging concerns over the NHS's ability to cope with demand in the upcoming winter, but PM Rishi Sunak was insisting it's all under control. Winter's always a challenging time for the NHS, and this year we've started planning for winter earlier than ever before, making sure that patients can get the care that they need. Thursday saw a new release of additional funds for the NHS this winter with a £200 million resilience fund designed to help patients get care as quickly as possible. There's also an additional £40 million to boost social care capacity and speed up hospital discharge rates. Steve Barclay said it's part of the government's plan to get help to the NHS earlier before winter hits. Well, this is additional money from 
from the Treasury, recognising uh, the challenges that we faced. One of the things health leaders said to us is they want funding announced earlier to help them in terms of their preparation. That is exactly what we've responded to. A UK parliamentary researcher was arrested this week under the Official Secrets Act amid allegations he was spying for China. That's according to claims made by the Sunday Times. It's thought he had ties to several senior Tory MPs and that he was involved in international affairs issues. He was one of two men arrested under the Act back in March. Tory MP Sir Ian Duncan Smith said the UK is not taking the threat of Chinese espionage seriously enough. China has almost certainly got other people that are involved in all our institutions, by the way. I think we are deeply penetrated by the Chinese because of our ambivalent attitude towards them. And Labour's Channel Business Secretary Jonathan Reynolds says we need to be careful in handling our relationship with China. This is an extraordinary and an appalling story. But we should never treat China as any other country. It's a relationship that has to involve some confrontation, but also some cooperation. The China story took a twist, however, as BMW announced plans to ramp up production of the Mini at its plant near Oxford. The plan will see an investment of £600 million so that the electric Minis can be produced in the UK and will mean 4,000 jobs are secured. It's a U-turn from their previous announcements that the new electric models will be made in China. That good news got dragged into the ongoing row about the UK's relationship with China after the recent parliament Parliamentary spying arrest and Business and Trade Secretary Kemi Badenoch was asked about BMW's Chinese business partner and what the implications might be. I don't think that money does come with a spy threat. I think that that is a challenge that we have to be alert to constantly, irrespective of uh, who we're doing business with and exactly how we're carrying out that business. Rishi Sunak said he raised the spying question with a Chinese PM at the G20 summit, but Labour leader Keir Starmer sounded sceptical. A very big question now for the Prime Minister, which is, was this raised when these arrests took place back in March, or has it only been raised now that it's come into the public domain? I think that's the central question that needs to be answered by the Prime Minister. Despite the incident, China is still set to be invited to the International AI Summit in the UK in November. But Chancellor Jeremy Hunt told Bloomberg that the government is taking the spying case seriously. From our point of view in the UK, we are a very resilient democracy and we take threats to the functioning of our democracy very, very seriously. So. I can't comment about the particular case in detail, except to say that we take all these incidents very seriously. As an election looms on the horizon this week, so sharp exchanges between PM Rishi Sunak and Labour leader Keir Starmer. They sparred on the NHS and the small boats policy and, of course, the economy. Wednesday saw a new report which showed that the UK economy shrank by 0.5% in July. That's the biggest drop in seven months, driven by ongoing strikes, a summer of poor weather and the ongoing effect of interest rate rises. The topic came up in Prime Minister's question time as Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer wanted to know what is going right for the Tory government. Probation, prison, schools, China, yet again inaction man, fails to heed the warnings and then blames everyone else for the consequences. The inaction man line seems to have hurt Rishi's feelings as Downing Street's press secretary later announced that the PM is in fact a man of action awkward. The other hot topic was whether or not the government will raise the official state pension as required under the so-called triple lock. That should see pensions increase by 8.5% at a time when the government is watching its spending. With speculation that the rise may be limited, Rishi was busy avoiding any commitment to the required amount. This is the party that introduced the triple lock, Mr Speaker. So Mr Speaker, our track record is clear. There is one party in this House that has always stood up for our pensioners and that is the Conservative Party. 
Stopping the small boats has become one of Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's key pledges, but one which has so far failed spectacularly. Now with an election on the horizon, Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer has stepped forward with a new plan aimed mainly at tackling the criminal gangs behind the Channel crossings. He headed to The Hague on Thursday to meet with Europol leaders and announce how Labour would tackle the issue. The government has lost control of our borders and we can see that with the number of crossings there are across the Channel in small boats. We have to stop that. And I think the only way to stop that is to smash the gangs that are running this vile trade. The Labour plan involves a deal with the EU which would see a programme of migrant returns in exchange for accommodating a certain number of asylum seekers. Meanwhile, the Tories were still struggling to recover from Wednesday's inaction man jibe that seems to have really hurt Rishi's feelings. Commons leader Penny Mordaunt had clearly been brainstorming for a return insult. I think the Labour leader is Beach Ken. Beach Ken stands for nothing on shifting sands in his flip-flops, doing nothing constructive to stop small boats or grow the economy. This week saw Russian leader Vladimir Putin welcome North Korean leader Kim Jong-un to a meeting in Russia. Not surprisingly, given Boatman's odd relationship with Donald Trump, he was on Putin's mind as he spoke at the Eastern Economic Forum. It shows the rottenness of the American political system, which cannot pretend to teach others about democracy. Everything that is happening with Trump is the persecution of a political rival for political reasons. Putin also spoke out on Elon Musk, the Olympics, and criticised Britain's assistance for Ukraine in advance of his meeting with Kim Jong-un, which saw discussion around an arms deal for Russia and assistance for North Korea's missile programmes. General Lord Dannett says the situation is complex and China's role shouldn't be underestimated. China's quite a player in all this. It's always been China who has always given the impression that if North Korea gets too far out of line, China will put its hand on North Korea's shoulder. And the same, I think, is happening in the relationship between Russia and China. Wednesday saw the face-to-face meeting at the Vostochny Cosmodrome in the Russian region of Amur, and Kim Jong-un was keen to back Putin's war in Ukraine. Russia is waging a sacred fight to defend its sovereignty, security interests and justice against the hegemonists. And we have always expressed full and unconditional support. Ukraine struck the port of Sevastopol with British-made cruise missiles on Wednesday claiming damage to a large naval vessel and a submarine in dry dock. There were more strikes on Thursday as they targeted an air defence system and the increased level of attacks on Russian territory seemed to be having an effect. Speaking on Thursday, Minister of Defence for the Russian Federation, Sergei Shoigu, appeared hesitant about the prospect of a Russian victory for the first time. The counter-offensive has been underway for months now. We survived the spring and summer campaigns and now the fall campaign has started. Started. We have no other option but to win. The Ukrainian counteroffensive continues to make slow progress, but there remains hope that there will be a significant breakthrough soon. In the meantime, President Zelensky continues to entertain European visitors who bring messages of hope and support, including none other than Stephen Fry, who described his surprise at the resilience of the Ukrainian people. I expected all kinds of things, but I did not expect the most common thing I saw, which is laughter. I've met some people who've lost their limbs, people who've lost family, but all of them seem to have a united Ukrainian sense of humour that I think explains a great deal of your success in the last year or so. So to come on the Standout 7, trouble for the Biden family and bad news for vapours. Right after this. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Welcome back. It wasn't a great week for Joe Biden and son Hunter. Hunter was charged on Thursday evening with three firearms offences, which could carry significant prison time. It relates to a declaration he made while buying a gun at a time when he was addicted to drugs. The charges follow the collapse of a plea deal. Hunter wasn't the only Biden getting bad news, though, as US House Speaker Kevin McCarthy moved to accelerate the process of impeachment for President Biden, although there appears to be no significant evidence of any kind. McCarthy is facing a government shutdown unless he can agree a spending bill and extremist members of the Republican Party are threatening to derail all proceedings if action isn't taken against Joe Biden and his son Hunter. It appears they're doing the bidding of twice impeached and 91 times indicted former President Trump. So on Tuesday, Speaker McCarthy announced an impeachment inquiry would be opened into President Biden, despite no significant evidence of wrongdoing. Today, I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The government is set to ban disposable vapes. Millions of them are thrown away every week, more than four times more than in 2022. And there's growing concern that the devices are targeted at children. Disposable vapes are often sold in bright colours and with flavours such as bubblegum or jelly babies. And there are concerns about the long-term health impacts, which are currently unknown. Technology Secretary Michelle Donnellan says it's time for action on the issue. This is a very worrying trend that we're seeing of young children taking up vaping that had never smoked before, obviously. And as a government... What we're trying to do is recognise what are the key challenges and grip them. Deputy Labour leader Angela Rayner is a well-known vapor. She took it up after quitting smoking and she was speaking on Tuesday at the TUC annual conference. She says Labour called for a ban on child-targeted vapes quite some time ago. We brought proposals forward to end these flavoursome vapes that are clearly targeted towards children and young people and the government voted it down. They wouldn't accept it. So to be quite honest, their actions have been failing so far. There's also a serious environmental concern around the lithium batteries used in vapes and Dr Caroline Johnson, a consultant paediatrician and Conservative MP, has been campaigning for a ban on disposable vapes. Well, I think there are two main concerns. One is the attractiveness to children and young people. The second uh, issue is the environmental hazard that they produce. A material focus estimate that now five million of these devices are being disposed of every week. This year has been a very good year for Taylor Swift so far, and it's still only September. Her era store has sold out worldwide and gained rave reviews, and she's got guaranteed icon status. So with 11 nominations for the MTV Video Music Awards, the only question was how many she'd actually win... And the answer was almost all. She picked up nine awards, including Video of the Year, Artist of the Year and Show of the Summer. She took time to shout out to her longtime collaborator. I, I want to say I'm really, really lucky that I get to write songs with one of my best friends in the world. His name is Jack Antonoff. He is so talented, it's incomprehensible, and I'm so lucky. I've been making music with him since we worked on an album called 1989. We will continue working together till 2089. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.